How in the Hell Did I Get Here is supported by The Coloring Book Coach. Check out the new podcast, How to Fall in Love with Yourself Toolkit, an intuitive guide for your month. Find it at thecoloringbookcoach.com. So, do you ever find yourself saying yes to something? Not because you really want to do that thing, maybe, but more so so you can tell the story later. Our first story today, as told by me, is about my tendency to do that very thing. Say yes so I can tell the story later. Our second story today is about what happens when you try to record a sister who has said yes too many times to vodka that night and now cannot stay on the track of the story I'm trying to tell her. But it derails in a pretty funny and wonderful way, so we're including it here today. In our last story today, Carrie shares what can happen when you meet some new friends on vacation and say yes and the places you can end up when you do. Before we head into the show, just giving a shout out and asking if you're listening, please share the show with a friend. That's the main way people hear about us, and we need your help. This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? As always, today's episode includes swear words. Stay with us. This is Kim, and the next story is mine. What I want to share here is that I have a tendency to say yes to things a lot of the time just so I can tell the story later. And the story you're about to hear is no exception. But I ask you, if an elf asked you out on a date, the only reasonable answer is yes, right? Okay, so it was about 1995 maybe, and I was divorced and working at Bachman's. And every year at Christmas, Bachman's, and they still do this, they have a fabulous Christmas show at Bachman's main store on Lindale Avenue. Every year at Christmas, they do a Christmas play with Santa and his elf. Okay. So, um, and the elf is like my age. And so this is 94. So we're backing up like what? How many years is that? 25 years? 25 years ago? Yep. So I am divorced and, you know, I'm doing the dating thing, kind of. I liked the elf. The elf was really a great guy. And he was an elf. He was shorter than me. I mean, he wasn't, you know, a foot shorter, but he was short, definitely shorter than me. Okay. And shorter than you is short. Yeah. I'm like 5'4". I don't think you're that tall. It must be, it's just because you're so petite. I think I'm like 5'4 half now. I keep growing every time I go to the doctor. It's freaking weird. But anyway, it's summertime. The elf and Santa Claus are in because they're getting ready. Like we're pre-prepping for the getting ready. You know, what, what's the theme for the show going to be? We have to write the play and all that stuff. So the elf stops by and we're chatting. And so the elf asked me out and I'm like, see, you know, this is how I get myself into a lot of things because I'm like, well, fuck me. If an elf asks you out, you have to go. I mean, why would you not? It's a fucking elf. Right? Well, because you're because you're worried about what Santa will think, right? Right. And yeah, that that's part of it. I'm like, well, Santa, you know, yeah, I don't it's and it's an elf. Then you can say years down the road, you can say, Hey, let me tell you the time I went on a date with an elf. So, Whoa, like right now. Exactly. Like this is like when this is why I did it. So anyway, so we go on a we go on the date and you know, it's fine and we go out to dinner and then he's like, Hey, 
because the elf was obviously an actor and he's like hey a friend of mine is doing a one-man show one woman show actually at bryant lake bowl and um he's like i've got tickets do you want to go see it and i'm like sure so we go and we are like talk about front row we are in the front row and so it's this woman and it's good she's it was a great show i don't remember her name but it was very funny but at one part of the show she is like gets the audience involved because she's not she's reliving her life and she's telling the story of going to prom and so she pulls somebody up out of the audience to be her prom date and then she chooses me and the elf to be i'm her best friend and the elf is my prom date oh, right you know. so we are now up on stage and we're pretending all to be in the car and she opens up a real can of Foster's Lager, and they start passing that around, like we're passing it around like someone's fake driving the car. And all I can think is, I have a thing about food. Was I talking to you about this a few days ago? Someone I was oh, telling yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. I have a thing about food where it's like if someone even like takes a bite of my food and I can't eat it then. I'm like, oh, it just grosses me out. So this like passing this can of lager around with like Foster's Lager with three people who I don't really know. I'm like, you know, I'm lucky I'm not yeah. going to erp on the stage, mm -hmm. but I'm like keeping it together after the show. And then the next thing I know, we're supposed to supposedly at the dance and the lights go down, the disco balls come out and we are doing like slow dance to like color my world. This evening has just gotten weirder and weirder as, as it's gone along, yeah. you know? I'm like, this is like, I did not see this coming. <laughs> yeah, and I think I was wearing a tiara and uh, possibly even like she like draped a gown over me and he had on like a fake front tux thing, you know? <laughs> so, so you were the prom queen? <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe. I mean, I, I think I remember having something on my head. Yeah, I, it was crazy. Anyway, I'm like, it, so it was really fun, but I did not go on another um, date with the elf. But I am certainly glad that I went on that one because it was a freaking elf. And I was, you know, I went on the date with an elf. That whole scene where we end up on the stage was just like, what the hell? Okay. Okay, the part that I guess we didn't cover was, was he dressed as an elf on your date? <laughs> no, he was not dressed as an elf on my date. Okay, guess what? In my head... Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> In this next segment, I'm trying to tell Aaron a story about how I tormented our sister Skye when she was a child with a movie that our whole family loved. That movie was Foul Play. This somehow goes way off track. Can you say vodka? So what you're about to hear isn't so much a story as just a stream of consciousness from Aaron about another beloved movie. Listen in after the break as I try to herd cats. I mean, try to get Aaron on track. Stay with us. Hey there, it's Kim. I'm just popping in to answer a quick question someone asked, which is what more they could do to help support the show beyond sharing, reviewing, and subscribing. Here's a quick list. One. Buy us a cookie or two at coffee.com. That's coffee.com forward slash how in the hell. It's actually spelled ko-fi.com and then forward slash how in the hell. Two, we have fun merchandise. Shirts, mugs, bags, even socks. The link is at howinthehellpodcast.com. Three, are you a small business owner? You can advertise on the show. Email how in the hell did I get here at gmail.com 
or call 323-488-3303. Welcome back to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? I'm trying to tell one story about the movie Foul Play, but Aaron just can't stop talking about The Princess Bride. So we love that movie. We love the movie Foul Play with Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. And um, Sky was little and we let her watch it. And it's kind of a scary movie when you watch it. And she Mm -hmm. was scared to death of Whitey Jackson. Me being the really awesome older sister told her that she was adopted and that her dad was Whitey Jackson and that her true name was Paula Jackson. Oh my God. And that movie was dark. It was like the Pope and murder and and I have a country to run, a wedding to plan, a murder to commit and Gilder to frame for it. But it was That's dark. Princess Bride, you dipshit. I know. I totally just interwove those two to give you the light side of the dark side of that movie. Oh my God, how much vodka have you had? Two glasses. But all night I wanted to use that line. I have a wedding to plan, a country to run, a murder to commit, and Gilder to frame for it. That it is just sounds movie. fun. That is great. God. I do not think that means what you think that means. Or what was the other really good line? Hello. <laughs> my name is Nico Montoya. Like I can just bust out in that any moment. My daughter Maggie drops to the ground because she knows exactly. I am the dwarf pirate Roberts. I am Edge. Yes. <laughs> right. And, oh, you wiggled your thumb or your pinky. That's good. I mean, there's so many good lines from that movie. Uh, I did yeah. not know you were a huge fan of that movie because... Holy shit, that is like my movie of all time. Okay, well, when I was in college, I read the book of that. Have you oh. ever read the book? No. I, that is is one it that... by that Morganson? The, is it no. really by... No, it's by okay. William Goldman, but it is an amazing book. And there's a part of the book where can't remember what scene he they say like we can't tell you what the scene is but if you send us a postcard to the publisher we will send you the missing scene oh my god yeah and i actually did that because i was in you know i was in college i was like 18 and i read the book and i'm like oh my god this is such a great book and then when the movie was coming out i was so excited it was like when i it was probably came out like 1984 yes Mm -hmm. because i was living in the cities she was so beautiful she Robin, was. yes, Robin Wright. Yes, mm-hmm. she was. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I got Sky to come up, and she was, came to stay with me, and she, we we went to the premiere of the movie together. No way. Fun. Yeah, it was amazing, and mm-hmm. I mean, they that is one of the few movies where they actually made the movie as good as the book. But the book, uh, I would recommend if you have not read the Princess Bride book, read it. It's an excellent read. Okay, I will read it. I will. I didn't know there was a book. I thought this was just a movie. No, it's a really good book. I mean, and it's a book that, like, I could pick that up. Book so up why didn't they give the real author credit in the movie? It was by, like, S. Morgenstein. It's part of the book. That's, okay. that's part hey, of the book. Okay, okay. That the grandpa comes and reads the book mm-hmm. by S. Morgenstein. That's part of the book. It's all part of the book. <laughs> and the kid, Jesus, grandpa, if it was going to end like this, why did you even read this to me? That was like one of the best parts of the movie. Like the, yeah. the kid. 
is a kissing book. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. He was perfect. When you travel, you really do have to be ready for just about anything, right? In this story, Carrie and Jack are visiting one of their favorite vacation destinations when they stumble on not one, but two fantastic how-in-the-hell-did-I-get-here spots, all because they said yes. We were in Key West the weekend of, like, September 15, 16, 17, 2001, right after 9-11. It was weird being there. The whole world is weird at that time, right? It's all anybody has on their mind. And we were lucky to get there even, I guess. But the place we're staying had a tiki bar by the pool. So, hello, Magnet. That's uh, (laughs) where Jack and I wound up quite a bit. And the bartender was just super cool guy. And so one day he's like, well, I'm closing up for the day because it was like five or six o'clock. He's like, I'm going out to one of my favorite bars. He goes, you guys are coming with me. <laughs> so we're like, well, that was Ooh. friendly. Yeah, like, let's do it. So he takes us to this little tiny piano bar way off the beaten path. And it's all natives. It's not a tourist joint. And it was so cool. There was this old black guy at the piano and I I guess at some point in his life he was a well-known musician and he had moved to Key West after he made all his money and just settled in and and they had this little almost like a private bar there were people there of every race color creed and age you know that you could think of in this place and just having a ball and this guy comes in with us and he's like I I just adore these two they are my two best new friends this is Jack and Carrie they're gonna join us tonight for our sing-along and we're like, oh my God, how fun is that? Oh, it was one of the funnest nights. You know, of course, we're all talking about 9-11 and stuff, but just having fun too. And they're just, they're all these weirdos who had all moved to Key West from somewhere and just fallen in love with the place. Any of our listeners have been to Key West, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, it is the island of misfit toys. It's just the people there march to their own drummer. That's why it's called the Conk Republic because they set up their own republic so they could be their own people. At one point in the night, we all were gathered around this piano, and there was maybe 20 people, because it was just a little tiny place. I'm not even sure if it was technically open to the public. But we all gathered around the piano and sang God Bless America, and it was one of the most wonderful (laughs) moments that you could ever have. And it was just kind of impromptu. We didn't go, oh, we should sing this song, or we should. And it was like the Who's in Whoville where everybody gathers together and, and sings da do do da Right, right. Because they know everything's going to be okay. It was like a Whoville moment, and it was just so awesome. We did find some fun bars there where <laughs> we were at one night, and one of these guys who, who we had just been chatting to in passing um, comes back down to us and sits down with us because, you know, I mean, Jack, people, I don't know why, but people fall in love would fall in love with Jack always. So this guy's like, I want you to come with me and – uh, I'm going to show you the, the bar on the third floor. You need to be up there, not down the, here. So come on, come on, come on. So we're like, okay, whatever. We get up there to the bar on the third floor. It's a nudist bar. <laughs> what? No way. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know if I should even be telling that because I think it might be a secret that people aren't supposed to know about. There's mostly men up there, but I don't. I don't think it was considered a gay bar. 
<laughs> but honestly, I think it was a secret like thing. Well, wow. did you have to drop trowel? No, we were not requested to drop trowel, which was really nice of them. You know, yeah, very, that, I mean, would have been kind of awkward. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. But, yeah, so we had a drink there, and it was like, and everybody was so much fun, you know. It's like even though most of them, well, there were various states of undress, let's put it that way. Well, that was fun. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And again, if you can help us grow the show by telling your friends, family, and random strangers, we would be forever grateful. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, We get up there to the bar on the third floor. It's a nudist bar. (laughs) How in the hell did I get here? Our storytellers this week were myself, Kim A. Floden, and Aaron Beach and Carrie Floden. Thanks again to our sponsor, The Coloring Book Coach. Be sure to check out the podcast, How to Fall in Love with Yourself Toolkit. The month of December was just released, and you'll find advice, wisdom, and action steps to manage the month ahead. Available wherever you listen to your podcasts. And thank you, Silent Partner, for our theme song, Seventh Floor Tango, and our ad music, Blue Skies. We found them on YouTube's Creator Library. This week's show was written, produced, and hosted by Kim A. Floden with editing help from Carrie Floden.